There she go. All right. Y'all already know what time it is, man. It's Panther Politics Podcast. I am your host, Seven the Panther, a.k.a. the Carolina Hurricane with Ridiculous Slang, a.k.a. your baby mama's favorite rapper, a.k.a. a bunch of other shit you probably should not call me to my face, if you know what's good for you. <laughs> and today, I'm locked in with two of NC's finest, absolutely positive. I've been on that fucking NC run here this last week. This is crazy. That's hey, look, on. man. We, we... Hey, blown the weather's on. And now we got malls and sharp cuts in the building. What's good, family? What up, what up, what up, man? Hey, look, man, it's just, it's a testament to to North Carolina, man. Like, we've been doing this for a minute. You know, you know probably better than anybody. Yeah, we know, you know. (laughs) Real talk. Man, hey, we say, a matter of fact, before we even get into this interview, I'm going to tell you, we we talked about doing uh, a documentary about about the group I was in and nobody. Um, That would be dope. Yeah, because like a lot of people don't know, like everybody was like, "Oh man, little brother." I'm like, "Yeah, little brother, I love little brother," but y'all don't know about what came before little brother. Like, exactly, but, exactly. We, we, gonna, we gonna let them know, you know what I'm saying? So what, what y'all been up to, man? I mean, y'all I know y'all brothers been busy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I be I be keeping an eye on shit going out out there in Carolina. What's going on? Yeah, I'm man. We we like we've been working on this this album. You know what I'm saying? Sharp and I like it. It basically started maybe I don't know if it was like concurrent with bash brothers or like immediate it might have been around the same time as bash brothers because we was working on bash brothers when okay. while i was still working on my last solo joint with drugs so like mm. we've been working on this joint for like a solid two years yeah oh man yeah i man. already know what i'm about to hear is gonna be fucking amazing man because uh yeah yeah y'all, y'all brothers take your craft very seriously <laughs> y'all brothers take the craft very seriously and, and it's wild. We we do, but we also have hella fun doing it, man. Like, yeah, that's the yeah. real dude right there. That's the real yeah. dude. When they ask me how you've been doing it this long, and still, I'm like, bro, I still have fun doing this shit, man. For if real? it wasn't still fun, I'd quit a long time ago. But absolutely, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's not even so much the making the music part. It's the you know, like we're me and Malls and 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 Sice and you know. Cyrano and Ghost Dog, like, like we're all like actual friends, you know. Like, this ain't just all business. Get in the lab, okay. Lay your verse down, okay. How's this beat sound? It's like, yo, we're sitting there shooting the shit for, you know, two hours before we even start. Right. Like, and there's, you, there's no the email. The, yeah. In the midst no of all email. the shooting, yeah, you know, good music gets made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it ain't no sending files back and forth. Like, he sent me files as far as sending me beats. Right. You know what I mean, but it like when we we get in some of the joints I wrote in his crib and recorded it. You know what I'm saying? Some of the oh, joints I wrote at my crib, and then but all of it except for one track got recorded at Sharp Studio. So like that's dope. Yeah, man, people don't even know some of the best ideas come out of those clowning sessions before the session even start. <laughs> you know Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, oh man, so I like what's the uh. Okay, Sharp, this question's for you. As far as the process of making a beat for somebody like Malls, because Malls is, he's stylistically, he's dope, but like lyrically, he's a fucking animal. So like when you go in to make beats, specifically that you think Malls is gonna fuck with, like what's what's the mentality you go into making? I love asking producers this question because they like, I love this, I love to hear the answer. So hmm. what what's it like producing for Malls and how did you go into that process? All right, so I'm coming off producing for Malls and Precise, right? As Bad yeah. Brothers. That was the last project that, that I worked on. So Maul and, and I had I got and I'm I mixed and mastered that Bash Brothers album as well. So I got to listen to these two way different styles 
um, over and over and over again. So what I what I learned about, about Malls is that he's subtle, but the the wordplay and the bars are so well crafted and mean that you almost don't notice it at first. And so I decided that the more simplistic I came with the uh, you know construction of the beat would allow his style to you know to to shine and excel more in the song as as opposed to like you know putting a bunch of like crazy chops and you know uh vocal samples and stuff like that like uh this was more this is more like some you know some some really organic type of hip-hop shit like you really want the mc to be heard but you also i mean of course you want the beats to be heard and and you know my beats are going to do what they're going to do but I definitely am happy to say I definitely tailor made these shits uh, to malls. Like it's it's definitely a, a malls joint. That's but it's, it's, it's but it's I, I don't it. know, man. It's <laughs> amplifying it. his style. Yeah, and that's we, beautiful. Um, that's beautiful. So many producers. It's a, it's a lot of producers who will send uh, who send me beats, and I'm like, bro, I, I thought you were sending this beat so I can rap to it. Like you, the, this beat sounds like you're trying to be the star of the show. What are we doing here exactly? How am I supposed to fit my voice in between all of that? So like, yeah. Uh, well, I'm an MC also, so I know what it feels like. Absolutely, yeah, from, from both points of view. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Now yeah. the thing is, I and I and I'm glad you said it because when I listen to Bash Brothers, uh, the thing the thing I hear is precise politics is like someone uh, is like a wild Haitian attacking you with a machete. Word. And mall and malls is like the dude that's that wild a specific, yo. Yeah, but, but Malls is the dude that'll walk up with a box cutter and cut you a thousand times before you realize it and just walk away and you just bleed to death before you realize what happened. And exactly. I love that about the way, I love that about the way you rap because a person will get caught up in the flow and before they realize it, oh my God. And they, and they go back and say, did he just say? Yeah, he did just say that. Yeah. <laughs> so what is it about working with Sharp, Malls? This was for you. What is it about working? Uh, what did you expect when you get a Sharp beat that's gonna that you know is going to bring out that that oomph in you. All right, so I'm gonna add. I'm gonna answer that last question first, okay. and then I'm gonna go back into something you said earlier. So, okay, when I hear sharp beat, I know the drums are gonna be stupid. Absolutely, I know the drums are gonna be stupid. Um, I also know that it's gonna be mad. All right, this I may be getting a little abstract here. A lot of people make dope beats, right? Just like I say, everybody, everybody can rap good, really. A lot of people, the percentage of people who rap good now is way higher than it was back when we all first started. So indeed. You know what I mean? So I know Sharp's beats are going to be good, but they all have like that flavor. You know what I mean? It's not just a dope beat. Like this is like, it, it, he has the way he hears, because I've seen him make beats and I've seen like, you know what I'm saying? What he kind of listens for, the parts that he hears that sticks out to him, it's mm. so mu- it's so flavorful. You know what I mean? Like, like, like if you like spicy food, like I like spicy food, right? But there's a difference in something being spicy with some kick and something that just tastes like hot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sharps beats are spicy and flavorful. It's not just like, oh, this is burning my fucking mouth and I can't fucking taste anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah. so like that's something that is very specific 
that Sharp brings that I don't see a lot of people doing. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know how Primo has his signature swing to his beats? Yes. Sharp doesn't necessarily use like a swing like that, but it's something that's just, it's flavorful. It, it makes you happy, even if you got a stank face on, right? <laughs> so it did. Hell yeah. But going back to like, you know what I'm saying? Like the way I rhyme, I like the way you presented it, mad specific, because I was telling Sharp, I told him a bunch of times, but specifically I was telling Sharp, I think it was yesterday we was talking about this. Like I used to rhyme punchline heavy you know what i mean like cannabis was my north star back in like the late 90s as he was for a lot of us right but like i started you know what i'm saying like and it's not like i wasn't a fan before but i started studying more like like academically studying guys like q-tip and guru who Mm. were dope but they didn't need punchlines you know what I mean? Because like I got to a point where I started thinking like, what if punchlines just becomes whack? Like just doing punchlines, like in the way we used to do them in the late '90s, early 2000s. What if that just becomes like not the thing? I want to be able to still write a dope verse. Yeah. So that's yes. where I kind of get into like the subtle wordplay, you know, the the weird word association and even like things <laughs> that nobody else would get except for me you know what right. i mean um so that's when i started getting into more crafting verses like that but like a- as far as like the sound of of this album you know which we're we're definitely going to talk about in this single yes. um we kind of kept the bash brothers energy Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, this album that we we just finished mixing the la- sharp just finished mixing the last um, two songs, and you know this album is different from all my other albums because, to me personally, and it also goes into the name of the album. I don't feel pressure. That fun that we talked about in the beginning is mm-hmm. all throughout the album. You know, like, and even songs that are just bar heavy, there's still an element of like, just ease and relax. I'm not beating you in the head with rhymes. So there's like an understated, like lightheartedness to it, even though someone be the right, maybe. Right, okay. right. Okay. And, and, it may not even come across to a listener who doesn't know me, you know, personally. But right. for me, into making this album, that's what it represented for me. Just getting back to like having fun, not worried about like, oh man, I hope I make my money back. You know what I'm saying? Off of promoting right. this album, or oh man, I hope this one catches the attention of whoever. You know, it's just me making something dope and having fun making it. You know, um, you know, it's glad I'm glad you said that because I don't know if y'all saw the superstition interview or not, but we actually talked about. Um, the difference in the approach to music now that we're older. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it, when we were, when I was, you know, 18, 19, when I met Super, um, our whole uh, our whole objective was make the dopest music we can make so that some record label will sign us and, and make us, you know, famous people or whatever the case may be. Right. But over time, as you start to learn the industry a little more, you start to see some of the pitfalls that other people go into. And then you start to examine, re-examine your love for, for hip hop in and of itself 
in relation to what you're trying to do, getting quote unquote on stops becoming so important. At a point, mm-hmm. just making dope music and being respected and accepted for who you are becomes far more important than actually whatever people might call blowing up. So, right. it, it, with that, with that being said, I mean, both of y'all are veterans in the game. Neither one of y'all are rookies. So, like throughout the course of your careers, as we and we about to get into to the new music in just a second, but over the course of your careers, how have how has it changed for you? Like as as you you know, from the time you first hopped in. So where you are now, like, how is it different going into the process of making music um, as opposed to what it was when you were younger? So for me, um, and I, I know Sharp will have a real dope, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, uh, explanation for, for his reason. But when I first started, it was just, I had no one, I had no, you know, when I first started and I started in like high school, um, like actually recording and having a physical thing that I could listen to at any time I wanted to. Like, there wasn't anybody from North Carolina. I didn't know about y'all, you know. Um, I knew about Yag Food, but that was it, you know. So it was like no one from North Carolina, and especially no one from Northeastern North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. You know That's what I'm saying? Good. Makes it. So it was just, it was no pressure. It was like, hey, you know, this is take me and my homies listening to it. And it's like, oh yeah, we're good, you know? And nobody else cared, you know? By the time I got into college and LB, you know, started making noise. And then I did learn about, you know, the nobodies. And I'm on these message boards and seeing all these other guys from North Carolina, I'm learning about Cahill you know, and, and a bunch of other guys in, in North Carolina specifically, okay. like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, we could do this, you know? And by then I had a different crew. And again, because the Justice League was kind of building the infrastructure, we did you know, in, I was in Greenville in college at the time. I didn't know that there was an infrastructure. So we didn't know, really know how to go about doing it, but we still did it. Thanks. So as time went on, it then became like, okay, you know, the Justice League gave us the blueprint. How can we recreate that? And the idea was, okay, I got to get on. I got to get on. I got to get on somehow, some way. And that mindset kind of, just permeated my whole like motivation for making music for a long time. And you know, when you have that motivation, you basically set yourself up for disappointment because it's never going to reach your expectations. Exactly. And and you're never going to appreciate, at least for me, those small victories you get. Bruh, that the fact that you chose those words uh, uh, is, is, (laughs) Because you, you overlook them because you're trying to get the golden goose, you know what I mean? But you're not seeing all these little, you know what I'm saying, just high quality ducklings around this, like, you know, getting props and, you know, all this other stuff that you just kind of not really, you're acknowledging it, but right. it doesn't, you want something bigger and better. And, and you know, that's cool, but you still mm-hmm. need to appreciate the little baby steps you're, you're making. And of course, I could say this as a 40-year-old man thinking back to my 20-year-old self. Um, Exactly, yeah. Hindsight is 2020. (laughs) Right, right. And so then, you know, I started shifting into like, okay, blowing up is not going to be the thing. 
I, and at that point, you know, going into my thirties, I didn't even want to blow up anymore, but I wanted to be indie and I wanted to just have, be my own little economy. You know what I mean? And be able to, as I say, live off of music without having a nine to five and still be indie and do my own thing, Hell you know? Yeah. And so I wasn't necessarily chasing this, this seemingly unattainable goal, but it helped me appreciate those smaller ones. And I will say, I started to tweet this today, but I say it on here, like this was hell, maybe eight years ago, something like that. When I came out with the album Hustle of Culture, Hey, I was on, we're on that album. <laughs> Supo was on tour with Blueprint. They came to Deep South, I think. It was either Deep South or the Poor House. I think it was Deep South. And Supo came up to me, and I had never met him before. And he was like, yo, Malls, you got an album out, right? Let me get that. Yo, to this day, that is still one of the highlights of my career. I feel that. I you know what I mean? Movie. Like he asked me for my album. He knew the album existed and he wanted it. You know what I mean? So I, I still I hold I, that in very high regard. I feel it. I don't think I met anybody else who has reached the levels that um that superstition has reached. Right. Who, who right. Still, who still is so in tune with North Carolina hip hop. Exactly. Exactly. Always aware of what's coming out. Like, I, I love that. About it. We, yeah. You know, that, that, that we had a good run as Lost Colony, man, but like just watching his growth has been amazing. And then, like realistically, I told you when I interviewed you the first time, and, and I'll say it again, like even watching you uh, from the first time I ever heard of you going through uh, the first, I think the first time I ever heard of you was with Amstock and then just watching yeah. you since then. And I was like, yo, Malls is dope. I said that the first time I heard you. But then as I, as I continued to watch, I was like, yo, he's a lot doper than I initially thought. And seeing him without everybody else gives me an opportunity to see that up close and personal. Now, yeah. Sharp, I know, as a, I know you're an MC, producer, DJ, like you do a bunch of stuff. So for you, the evolution is probably a little a little different than what it would be for somebody who's just an MC. So give me a little a little about how it was how things have changed for you since you started um and up to up to the present point where you're you know I mean like your name your name ring bells right now whether you know it or not. So like <laughs> okay word yeah. <laughs> say, um, okay <laughs> yeah I, I, <laughs> that's no that's what's up. Yeah um that's actually what I want. <laughs> yeah. So, but but I'll, I'll I'll get to that. But uh, <laughs> so man, really, starting off, starting off. Damn. Let's all right. Let's let's talk about junior year, of high school. You know, I didn't have we didn't have you know recording or anything, but we did have a uh, a bunch of good old '90s weed, a bunch of blunt, <laughs> and uh, a, a fucking karaoke machine with an instrumental tape. Mm -hmm. I, I like the fact that he. I like the fact that he's specified '90s weed because it's a little different now. <laughs> oh man, you can't. It's hard to. I don't even. I, I don't even think I could smoke a blunt of today's weed. Oof. It, it shit is oh. ridiculous. Oh, but anyway, that's a whole other podcast. Pretty often. <laughs> yeah, shit is crazy, especially where you where you're where you're at now. Ooh, the Northwest. Man. Good good God. It's real. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so, you know, that good, sh that swag shit, you know, so it's just fun to be with your friends, you know, you, you're sharing the L, you're kicking freestyles back and forth, and we, and me and my friend, we're like, yo, where, are we good at this shit? Like, because, you know, we could keep going for like 10, 15 minutes, that, that ain't no slouch, you know, exactly. so, so we started recording it, and he was like, yo, your voice is fucking crazy, 
And I was like, ah, you know, you, you gassing me up because, you know, we always used to fuck with each other. But uh, he was like, nah, man, for real, like, you should start writing. And so I started writing, um, had detention a lot. So uh, <laughs> like, I used to argue with my teachers, like, I didn't like the way they were trying to tell me shit. I'm like, that ain't right. I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> It'd be some shit. You know me, Maul. It'd be some shit, like, you were probably like this, too. Like some shit I already read about, and I'm like, yeah. nah, nah, that's not how it was. Right. Especially quick, history. quick aside though, I would be like, I would, I wouldn't say it though. I'd just be like, oh, my teacher's a dumbass. All right, I'm gonna just, <laughs> I'm gonna just remember this for the test, but I know what's yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. He ain't getting no apples. You know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> nah. So, so we'd be doing that, and uh, you know, that was like my my favorite pastime. You know, and uh, I got really serious into the writing, and um, so I joined. And then I joined the Marines uh, right out of high school. So I finally linked up with some cats. Finally, because you know you, you you'd see dudes you know standing outside the barracks smoking cigarettes, uh, kicking their little weak ass rhymes. <laughs> uh, that shit would be whack. It's like that helter skelter shit. Like these cats swear they can rhyme, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> can't tell these dudes they ain't hype but uh but uh so i'd be like okay well i guess i mean i always kept writing and then i went on this uh we did an exercise out in the desert in uh yuma arizona and so i'm stuck in the desert you know for like a month and a half on kitchen duty and shit um but my hours i had mad hours off so i finally met this guy um named nick uh, out there and uh he's from miami he's a, he was like yeah i'm a producer man my uh my roommate is a dj we got a drum set we got an mpc i just got back from japan he had like he had like a royal blue like a kansas city royal blue uh mpc 2000 i never wow. seen that color before it's crazy uh yeah we got back to uh, i was at cherry point and i got back and i go to their room like yo this shit looks like a studio um and so we what? I had written so much shit. I did my first album in about five days. It was 13, it was 13 songs. It was called Bad for Your Health, and no one's ever gonna hear it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, that, that I hadn't that, formulated the style in my delivery just right. I, that, I felt like I was a little too calm and like I was trying to get like a you know the the thing back then that the, the rumor going around the marine uh the, the military was like. Yo, you know, if you're good enough like that, you know, uh, a, a label will buy out the rest of your contract. Shit. And you don't you don't have to serve the rest of your four years because this was this was like oh one. Yeah. Shit going on. This was right before nine eleven. Right before. Yeah. Right before the shit. And in fact, we had laid a, a track down talking about fuck the MPs. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, because it's oh, I it's, love it. It's fuck the police already, but it's. It was fuck the military police as well. Right, they're right. On, they're on some bullshit too, and they're pulling people over for dumb shit. And anyway, thinking that they're the shit just because they get to carry a gun on them, and you know what it is. So we had just laid that shit down, and then nine eleven was the next day. I called. I Damn. called them uh, when I finally got to. It, I was like, "Yeah, we got to pull the plug on that song, man." Uh, they're not gonna like that. <laughs> Hell no, nah, not with that shit going on. <laughs> Hell no, nah, because what we were making was kind of spreading around the base. Like you know, I I was just handing CDs out. You know, I, I used to go to uh, Wilmington on the weekends, 
UNCW uh, house parties, like uh, selling my little CDs and shit. They're like, I ain't heard it yet. I'm like, $2, man. It's a blank CD. It's dope. Give me, give me your fucking money. You know, like, and then like <laughs> they come, they go to their car, leave the party and then come back and be like, yo, give me two more of those for my friends. And I'm like, yeah, see. And so, you know, there's a little, I had fun like hustling the album and stuff like that, but I really, even then I thought like, I don't know if this is my sound. I feel because it. when I, and then I finally got to do something live and uh, I think I was in Jacksonville and Jay it was more Carolina. fun. Yeah. 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 Jay, Jay Vegas. Uh, <laughs> Marineville. And, uh, so we got we got to do that, and um, I felt better with the energy I was using live. So then I was like, I, th- I feel like I should do that when I record. Yes, have that yes. same kind of energy. And since then, I, I have done that um, because if people go to see you live and they haven't heard your album, they want that same shit when they buy the album. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. so back then, my voice sounded like. Uh, I sounded like prodigy. Oh shit. Like a prodigy slash guru is what people oh, would tell me. Which ain't shit. bad, but Not that's <laughs> but it was like uncomfortably like that. Like almost kind of like, you know, like, like, like I'm not yeah. biting or nothing, but it my voice I can't help help how my voice sounds. But I was like, nah, see, I can't I can't take those compliments anymore either. Because they're just gonna be like, well, oh yeah, that's that dude that sounds like, you know, that's <laughs> that's shine, you know, that that's gorilla black. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, I can't, Not I can't. gorilla black. Come on, though. yeah. Well, that's the oh, only dude. reference I can think of. Um, but you know what I mean. So I get out of the Marines. I don't know nobody back here. Um, I'm back in Raleigh, and I I go out to get like some Thai food or some shit, and I'm sitting waiting up front. I see an independent magazine. And I read about um, Ninth Wonder. And he had just gotten a beat for uh, the Jay-Z album. And that's when I started really learning about, I'm like, oh, shit, there are people around me who are doing it. And I'm like, but I still don't know anybody. You know what I mean? Like, who do I even talk to to talk to somebody? Where do I go hang out? Like, I, you know, I went and did a, a, like an open mic or two at um, the brewery and the um, oh, Comet. Man. Remember the Comet? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Savvy was there. Nice Danger was still like performing as an artist. Yeah. That's she was crazy. Like, <laughs> she was like singing and shit. That shit was, he was like backing me up singing. Um, my friend Russ was hosting it. Um, so, you know, I did my little thing and then I'm like, uh, I don't know, you know, well, what am I going to do with, with, with all this, you know, am I going to do anything or not? I've always been some kind of musician. Cause like when I was a little kid, I played drums in high school. I sang, I was in the choir. Uh, you know, I played, I played bass for years. I still play bass. Um, so, you know, and my voice, you know, I couldn't really sing like I used to because boot camp fucked it up. You know, sir, yes, sir, screaming everything. You kind of strain your vocal cords. I can't, I can't hit them Marvin joints like I used to. <laughs> the falsetto so, was gone. Yeah, man, uh, it's man, all real. It it's all real Edo now. Ain't no more falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Teddy P now. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got what I need. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got. <laughs> so, um, oh, I, I, I sign up. I go to, um, I was going to Wake Tech for a while. And then I go to uh, ECPI and I meet two people there. Um, this guy named Spank um, from the Bronx, but lived in Durham at the time. He was a producer and he's actually a pretty good uh, engineer. And Cyrano Sinatra. So I mean, I got to get him on here too. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh no, yeah, man, that's my bro. Um, but you oh, know, back dude. then he was still going by Cy Young. Yeah. And he actually is funny because we we were in the same class. It was like a fresh. It was called freshman orientation, but it was like really like an introduction to the business world. They were telling us how to do interviews and you know and shit like that. It was actually a really good class. Um. Excuse me, just so it's like like media training type situation. No, nah, more like how to be, how to conduct yourself when you're getting out into the business world. Uh, like you know the proper way to you know to prepare for an interview. Uh, how to okay. you know just little shit you know shaking people's hands and stuff like that. Um, life lessons, good shit though. Um, so the first day, uh, everybody had to get up in front of the class and you know explain themselves or whatever and uh i said uh i didn't say anything about uh the music shit because i had been just out of circulation for so long what if what it felt like Cy gets up there is like uh yeah i'm actually a i'm a musician i'm a i'm a mc um i've i've got several albums uh let me know if you'd like to hear some and um you know i'm from greenville blah 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 and um i had my last album i had made in the marines because I actually made two. The second one I made when I got back from Uzbekistan, because Uzbekistan was crazy. It wasn't like Ooh. combat crazy or anything like that, but it was just just some, a bunch of random crazy shit going on out there. And I can uh, imagine the culture exposure over there was like, oh yeah, it made me write a lot of shit, man. Uh, it was just it was like being in, it was like kind of like being in not jail, but like just you're totally away from everything you're comfortable with. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? What are we even doing here? You know, kind of like, you ever seen that movie Jarhead? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know how fucking bored they were and, <laughs> and sick of that shit? Yeah. That was, that was us. So I wrote so much shit. I came back and did another album in like two weeks. So the second one was way better. Um, so I had it in my book bag, right? And he, I was like, hey, man, um, I'm an MC too. Um, can I get one of your CDs? I actually have mine right here. And we, we, uh, we, uh, we slid each other the CDs and we kind of looked at each other like, mm, yeah, all right. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, if you never met somebody before, like, here, check out my CD. You're not going to be like, oh, my God, I can't wait to check out your CD. Please. Yeah. <laughs> Please, yeah. Uh, sign it? I don't know you, but can you sign it? Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck, so, all it. <laughs> Fuck all that. So we, we, went, we went home, came back. Uh, I think the next class was like in a couple of days. We both came back like, yo, bro, we need to do some shit together. That shit is dope as fuck. And so he actually put me on the Lost Colony. And he oh. was telling me, I think he went to high school with, with Super. Yeah, I know they I know they both from out there. I didn't know you were from Greenville. That's dope. Okay. Oh, no, no. He's from Greenville. Oh, oh, oh okay. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so where are you from originally? Me? Yeah. She, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I was born in I was born in Durham. Okay. Okay. 
uh, went to elementary school, finished that, and then I moved to Raleigh around uh, sixth grade, okay. and I grew up there. So oh. both. Um, I'm actually looking at a house in Durham, so I might be moving back. But um, been a been a while. But yeah, um, yeah. So he put me on to some some stuff from from the Ville, as he called it, and uh, I was like, man, there's there's so much talent in North Carolina. He's like, you have no idea. And so we started uh, making joints here and there with with that other guy, um, Spank, yeah, out in Durham. And um, we hadn't really formed a crew yet, but like Spank kind of had a crew called Mess Hall. It was like me and Cy and then a bunch of uh, these younger Durham cats, which God bless them, but I can't remember their names. But um, <laughs> like that, okay. it, man, this was like 04, 05 or something like that. And and I don't think they ever did anything with the music. So, but me and Cy made a couple joints together. That shit was crazy. And we were like, all right, well, obviously we need to be a group. Um, and then you know we decided we had to stop going to that studio. There was uh, he had uh, the guy had some some family shit going on. We didn't want to get in the middle of that. Him and his wife and stuff. So uh, we kind of kind of fell out of uh, contact a little bit and then um a couple years later uh i hear about a uh like a show to go to and i call and i, I call saw back up and uh it was we we did one more song together and we decided that all right man this is it we're gonna be a group and then we go to a um i think it was a lazarus show it was when he was promoing uh at the alienation joint oh yeah no doubt That's yeah my and, we, and then we met like it was a combination of that show. We met like a shitload of people. And in between that and before uh, leading up to that, I had met um, Ghost Dog. I met Ghost Dog over at Seth Balance's house, who used to be like the original like engineer for uh, 1100. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, but I knew him from high school. And then I go to this, uh, it was called NC. NC no contest at the brewery. It was just for producers on the come up or whatever to get up there and play their shit. Um, I know I remember Esco was there. Um, I met Mike Live in Tucson, and, and 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 people that now that I've known and call my friends for like years. You know, uh, I remember Commissioner Gordon was there. You remember him? Oh yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, he was dope, man. He was up there playing like some Neptune sounding shit like back then. Um, and this is like '09. And uh, I just started making beats because Cy was like, yo, we can't, you know, we're not going to that other studio no more, but we ain't got no beats. Uh, he was trying to hit up our friend Centric out in, uh, out in Cali. Um, he, he had met him on SoundClick. And then Cy uh, wanted to introduce me to Centric. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Cy wanted to introduce uh, me to him. Yeah. yeah, man, I love Centric. Um, that's the homie. Uh, Centric, um, there was Synergy from Toronto. Yes. Jay Slick from Chicago. Jay Slick still intimidates me. The beats <laughs> that he made back then. Like that Rosie album is fucking amazing. He sounds like Pete Rock. Uh, and yeah. then, and I was like, but I was, always, I was always good at picking out samples. I'm like, yo, we should we should get this to somebody for them to make a beat. So we're I'm over at Size Crib one night and his buddy uh, Troy is there. Uh, his name is, well, he goes by Trial also from uh, Greenville, and they all went to school together. And uh, he was like, yo, man, you got an ear for, for samples. 
have you ever considered making beats? I was like, actually, yeah, because I'm kind of getting tired of waiting on other people to give me beats, you know, or trying to find somebody that has beats that we would sound good on. And he was like, man, check your email in the morning. And he gave me the, you know what I'm saying, version of uh, Fruity Loops, the crackety crack. Uh, hackety hack. Oh man, Mr. Uh, Frank versus uh, I'm Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> them, shit, them shits were crucial back in the day. Because, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I was like, what, 24 or something? Like, I didn't have $200 extra to spend on that kind of shit. And I got it hooked up, and um, Cy gives me like a stack of blank DVDs, not blank CDs, but blank DVDs that are storage is like two gigs each or something, full of samples, and was just like, here, go be dope. <laughs> and after like a week of trying to figure out how to sample, I had it. Like I'm, I'm not saying my my early my earliest beats were like the dopest shit ever, but I knew exact. I knew that I wanted to do this for like as long as I can use a computer. Because with all of that information at at the at the tip of my fingers, you know what I mean. I'm like, I already know what to do. And right. as an MC, I, I know how a song needs to be put together because I know I want to dope. Now, if you know me, you know my shit's got intros. For sure. Intros galore. Got to have an intro. You got to have, you know, three sixteens for, you know, your basic song back then and an outro. And, uh, you know, and we had mad like movie samples, vocal samples and shit. We were, it was ready to go. He gave me like an album starter kit. <laughs> like he gave me a discography starter kit basically no like i'm still going through some of those samples he gave me because he had always been stacking these shits up on his computer so we formed uh we we formed steady flow did that album uh in about six months or something uh i wasn't recording yet but i recorded the like the the tail end of that album trial did most of it but uh and it kind of people loved like people that we know like like they loved it uh, the few shows that we did, everybody was rocking out like heavy. And I thought we were going to be like the next thing, you know, but then it's just like, you know, things stop, you know, the heat dies down and you don't have more content Then what are you going to do? You know? And so instead of, I learned then, so instead of looking at it, like, you know, this is, you know, our, my, my golden ticket, is this album to get into, you know, Wonka land or wherever, wherever the fuck I'm trying to go. Oh shit, no, um, Wonka land. <laughs> <laughs> to get into the chocolate factory or, or whatever, you know, like this, you know, I'm not trying to get into there. You know what I mean? I'm trying to just go my own way. And if anyone wants to follow me, then please do. But, you know, I, I really just want to leave my mark on the world with music. Like I don't, I got a good job. Uh, you know, I work in IT. It ain't it ain't about the money. It was then. I was like, oh, we can make some money. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Like, I can make some money selling these beats. But then you find out, like, you know, a lot of rappers ain't got that uh, that that throwaway money like that. You know, they've they've invested in their albums in other ways and stuff. You know, or or like I say, I think too many rappers invest in their feet. But that's another thing. <laughs> Oh yes, oh hey, yes. <laughs> sneaker, sneaker addict, sneaker addiction is a real is a real thing. We we ain't talking about pedicures. 
Nah, nah, nah. Totally, bro. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so I, I mean, I feel like I learned kind of early, uh, kind of my transition from MC to MC slash producer is that, look, man, it's all about the music and, you know, you, you need to make it and you need to make it yours. Like, that's why you, uh, a lot of people that know me that they could tell if they, you know, pick up, they could pick my beats out of a lineup. You know what I mean? I feel it. Yeah. That's a good like thing. I, I want it. I want a signature sound and I, and I want, you know, I want to have the best time of my life, man, because this, I chose this to be my, you know, my thing that I do, you know, my thing that I'm good at, I'm going to try to be the best at it, but it's Absolutely. not according, it's not according to anyone else. You know, accolades come and accolades go. But, you know, I, I can't focus on that. I've been reading this book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Uh, and it is a subtle <laughs> art. It's a good the book. Man. Art of not giving a fuck. I love oh, it's it. a great book, man. Um, anyway, I, I'm like halfway through it. But like, it's, you know, you got to realize what you need to give a fuck about and what you need to not give a fuck about. So Absolutely. I've, re I've realized that I don't give a fuck about... Uh, being popular according to you know the masses or whatever i know certain people i would like for my music to you know make it across their desk of course and if opportunity does come then yeah i'm, I'm gonna answer that door but in the meantime i'm just gonna be as dope as i can and try to improve myself because i never met us i never had a sophomore slump you know, like I never, I've continually gotten better and better over the years. And I'm just trying to age like wine and not like milk. Talk that shit. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that anybody that works with me knows. I mean, at this point, you know, we're we're uh, we're forty, we're forty one malls. By the way, he said he's oh, forty. I'm forty two. But, oh shit! Know. Yeah, malls birthday already came. Uh -huh. Yeah, I got both of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I got both of y'all. Put that shit up. <laughs> At, at this point, you know, anybody who works with me knows that, you know, I like to make projects and, and I don't, I don't like to make beats. I make songs. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause everybody needs content, but like, what are you putting out there? If not a good song, you know what I mean? Uh, like a story or something. You can, so, I mean, okay. everybody could put out some rapidy rap shit, right. but like that gets old. So, in other words, you're a producer, not a beat maker. There's a difference between the two. You're a producer, not a beat maker. Exactly, especially with albums. And, yeah. and I prefer to make albums and not, you know, um, kind of piecemeal. I mean, if, if someone wants a beat, I'll sell them one, of course. Or, no, you know, no. like, or, you know, I, I, I do believe in the barter system and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, just, just like a one-offs all day long, nah. Oh, I'm, known, I'm known for producing whole albums, and that's what I want to be known for in the in the future as well. Oh hell yeah! I mean, and, and realistically speaking, as artists, the the best thing we can do, uh, especially those of us who have who have crossed the line of what most people in the industry would call our prime. Uh, I, me personally, I don't agree with that because I feel like most of the people I know who are of advanced age that make music are making the best music of their lives right now. Absolutely. Uh, we, Absolutely. we got so much more to talk about and we got such a different outlook on the world um, as opposed to what we had when we were younger. We, we understand things a lot better. So it makes sense to be able to, to make even better product. Speaking of better product, 
I just want y'all to know, come again is super fucking dope. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Dope. So for the people who haven't heard it, and if y'all listening and you haven't heard it, you lacking it, but we ain't gonna get into all that right now. Give them a little bit about uh like making that record and like what was the what was the whole motivation behind it? I, I feel like I already know from listening to it, but I'd rather hear it come from y'all. So um there's two songs on the upcoming album. Uh the upcoming album is, is called A Subtle Reminder. Um, but Come Again is is really a sharp cut song. Um, because, you know, once I got into the space where I'm like, okay, I know what I want this album to be. <clears throat> Sharp, you know, I was at the studio. Sharp was like, yo, man, we got to use this. And he played the beat. The beat was insane. And he already had his verse on it. So yeah. I was just adding on. And like, again, it's just that, that fun vibe. And we're both just going in with bars, you know what I mean? But it's just so fun and lighthearted. And it, it's funny because I told myself I would never rap on a drumless beat, but here fucking Sharp comes with a drumless beat that I can't say no to. You know, yeah, there is, but it was in the joint. It was like, it wasn't like those were, you know say your drums, yeah. Nah. Um, <laughs> so there, what I love about it, like I love the 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 intro sample, you know what I'm saying? With the the MC that's like, you know, if you if you can't let your hair down to take it off, we make some like that is some shit Lord, I would here. say if I was hosting a show, you know what yep. I mean? Like and like there's so much space to do whatever the fuck I wanted to do in that beat. And I it I, like I wrote it really quickly i wrote it dumb quick it might have been one of those because i'm not one of those like oh yeah two minutes later i got my verse like i'm gonna take my time on it but mm -hmm. this one just it was it everything just flowed so natural you know from bar one to bar 16 and the chorus was already on it like it was it was already ready made and like as so soon as alley -oop. <laughs> it was it was it was the it was the d-way lebron james alley-oop you know, Sharp mm. just had his arms out, you know what I'm saying, running down the baseline. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and like, as soon as we finished recording it and we played it back, I immediately, because this was kind of early in the process of making the album, I was like, that's the first single. I knew it. Oh, yeah. I knew it. Like, we hadn't even gotten halfway through writing the album. Yeah. And I was like, that's the first single. And I just knew that that's what we got to lead off with. And it's, um, I, I released a, a little clip of us in the studio while Sharp was mixing it. And I, I said that it's one of those joints that like, you know what I'm saying? Like our parents would like it, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't usually like rap, but I like that song. Right. And it, it has that appeal to it. And I don't know... Outside of, you know, my first single from my last album, I don't know if I have a song like that in my catalog. And the song from, you know, Famous Last Words, Native Sunshine, like, that's mm. different because it's like, my it, it's like, it, it taps into nostalgia of growing up. Right. So I kind of cheated. This one is, is, is now, you know what I'm saying? This song is now. And I get, you know, not to toot my own horn, but it's timeless. Like, I feel like 20 years from now, you could still play this song and it's dope. 
but right. I wasn't, we weren't, because his verse doesn't do it either. We weren't trying to tap into some like shared experience of growing up to make right. people like it more. It's just like, this is just a great fun song. And that's and, powerful in and of itself. Because yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like said, there's a lot of times we get so caught up in the bars and right. what we trying to do acrobatically on the mic that sometimes right. you forget that people got to listen to this and they got to be able to relate to it and they should be able to have fun with it. Exactly. Um, Make songs. Mm -hmm. and, and again, going back to who I said my North Star was when I was in high school, that was Cannabis's downfall. He could bar you out, but he couldn't yep. make a song. Absolutely. And, and, and that's something that like, especially as I got into my 30s, I was like, yo, I need to learn how to make good songs. The bars are going to be there. Even when I mail it in, the bars are going to be there. I need to know how to make a good song. And, and this song is just, it's just a good song, man. So I guess my question, yeah, my question then becomes, okay, so I mean, because that record is, uh, it definitely, when I listened to it, I was like, this doesn't sound like what I'm accustomed to hearing from either one of them. Exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's something totally different, but it, it feels good. And not only does it feel good, it may be something I'm unaccustomed to hearing from them, but it still very much sounds like them. Exactly. You know that is the, it, that's the beauty of it, yeah. And the whole album to me is like that. Like I take my, I take my craft very seriously as far as like creating my craft, but I'm also, and I've learned during the making of this album that I have been too serious in making mm. my album. You know, I like I, 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 I realized that I was that pretentious, I'm an artist, I'm serious about my art and this is serious <laughs> art and you know. Oh shit. And, and, and like, I do have that side of me, but I also fucking love the far, the far side's first album. And how fucking Man, fun yeah. was that album? How fucking Ooh. fun is Bizarre Ride? Priceless. Oh, yeah. Priceless. Quinn's on his way. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? And it wasn't like, you know, like, and it was still rapping their ass off, especially Fat Lip. Oh, hell yeah. Yes, indeed. And yes, like, indeed. you know, and, and you know, Rest in peace to True Boy De La. You know, like they made fun albums and they still rap their ass off. So it's like, I could do it. And a, another part of being in the studio physically with Sharp and Precise was riding, you know, shotgun on a lot of these sessions. Um, mm -hmm. Just hanging out. Like that, the Bash Brothers energy leaked into this Malls project. And Shit, when we were when we were on our press run for Bash Brothers, I said this is the most fun I've ever had making an album, and the same holds true for this album. Yep, that's lit, man. And you know what? I'm 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 gonna be completely honest. I had somebody. Uh, I think I posted it on the internet. I posted it on Facebook where it happened. A gentleman heard me rapping on TikTok from somebody else that he followed. He didn't even follow me. Yeah, um, heard me rapping to a beat on TikTok. He found me on Bandcamp and bought my entire catalog. That's what's and up. He listened to the whole thing, but he hit me back like three or four days later. He was like, bro, he's like, your music is dope. You can wrap your ass off, but I need to ask you a question. Do you ever, are you having fun? Because it doesn't sound like you're having fun. Right. And I, and I was like, wait, what? He said, no, he said, you take what you do very seriously. And, and a person can tell when they listen. But are you having fun? Are you still enjoying yourself? And I was like, well, yeah, I'm having fun. I just express it different than most people. But I realize what you're saying now. Yeah, uh, and, and, and to, to further having fun. <laughs> to further that though, I've seen you live a lot. So when you perform live, 
that one comes through and it's no yeah. one can question it they could tell that you are having fun when you're on stage and i'm the same way absolutely <laughs> and so working on bash brothers working on this album kind of taught me how to take live show malls and put him in the studio yep you Man. know like yeah. and and that's even what i was saying earlier the way that i'm rapping on this album and you can hear it on come again i'm a lot more relaxed like the 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 passion is still there but it's a lot more relaxed i'm not i'm projecting but i'm not forcing it like i used to right because at times on hustler culture I, I was like yo this sound like he got the bad face on he going in right now. exactly you know and and there'll be a lot of times where like because you know i like to use a lot of inside rhymes and and rhyming a lot within the the line there will be right. a lot of times where like I have the breath to say this line, but because I'm forcing it out and in, in with, with so much aggression, I'm out of breath by the time the line ends. And I didn't right. have that at all on making of this album because oh, I'm I'm relaxed. And <laughs> it, it comes through a lot, man. And I learned, I, I thought that, you know, at, at 40, 41, you know what I'm saying? And, and now 42, I didn't really think there was too much more I could learn, but I was wrong because I learned how to relax and how to bring live show malls into the studio. And I got to shout out the sharp cuts because when you went back to saying that he's more than just a beat maker, he's a producer, he helped because, you know, it wasn't just the fact that he had the fun environment of just us hanging out and, you know, us a precise hanging out. Like there will be times where sharp is like, Hey, relax. You know, like yeah. say it this way, like he actually produced me on a lot mm -hmm. of these songs. You know, if I, you know, everybody, you know, nobody does a whole album with just one take joints. And so right. like, if there's a part that I'm, you know, just fucking up on, we're gonna laugh about it. But he's like, all right, say the word this way. Yeah. And then that shit and, comes out, you know? I, but I don't delete it either though. He doesn't, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep a gag reel. Just to remind people <laughs> that yeah, yo, it's not that serious, yo. Like the, the humbling. I put them at the end of the song too, like a gag reel at the end of a like a movie or something, you know. And and on, I don't know anybody else that really does that. On like come that. again is the gag reel because mm -hmm. like we were checking the mic and I was just clearing my throat and being a fucking dumbass. Oh, don't ever <laughs> let Malls check the mic. That shit's hilarious. He just says whatever's on his mind, and there's a lot. Yeah, oh there's, it's, it's, it's very random. Like, I tell people, and Sharp has learned, I forget, I think you told Major Green, like, don't ever just tell Moss to say whatever. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, just check that mic and say whatever. I'm like, uh, you don't want to do that. Why are we getting in trouble? Oh yeah. So, like, uh, what, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, surprises can we expect on the project? What, who, who, I, I mean, I, I, I hope y'all ain't in the Stallone and Weathers mode where y'all can't tell what's going to be on the project. Now, oh no, I, I can, so I can, yeah, I, I can do, <laughs> oh, no, I can, talk. yeah, we, we're gonna talk about it. Um, okay. I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not a man of mystery when it comes to that. So, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, because you're my man. I don't think I've talked about any of the features on it. So obviously Sharp is on it because um, he's time. on the first single. Precise is on it. Uh, shout out my man DJ Myth. Um, Did from, his thing. Yeah, from, from New Hampshire. He got some crazy, crazy cuts on it. And I got my homegirl who's not an artist that just added some vocals on it. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like the rest is just, it's just me. 
Oh, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Keep it to a minimum. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, like, realistically, when you have the uh, the proclivity to carry the project, you know, you can keep that to a minimum and not have to get a whole lot of help. And, and both of you brothers are more than capable of doing that. So, you know what I'm saying? I ain't tripping. I, I love the fact that even as a veteran MC, you you take the opportunity to be produced. Um, because a lot yeah. of us, a lot of us sometimes get that mentality of, man, I know what I'm doing. Shut up. Yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So that's dope. And I mean, I don't know if y'all heard the most recent project, but Invalid Emotions was my attempt to try to do something different to get out of outside of the box that I'm normally in. So yeah. Um mm-hmm. that, that was kind of fun. It's on streaming now for anybody who was wondering. It's on streaming. They just hopped on streaming today. So if y'all want to go check it out today. Yes, it's sir. Short. Five songs, it might be 15 minutes at the most. So <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. yo, man, thank y'all so much, man. I appreciate this. And when can we expect the album? So all right, so we got the single Come Again. That is out anywhere you stream music. So please. You know, add it to your playlist, share yes. it with your friends, get it from Bandcamp if you really want to show love, malls.bandcamp.com. Um, the album, A Subtle Reminder, is coming out in mid-April. Nice. Mid-April, man. Um, it's 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 such a good album. Like, and I know I'm supposed to say that, but like <laughs> I like. Never, never before have I played an album of mine so much as I played this one. Like I have played this album so much just to listen to it, not even to like, okay, I need to fix this. I could go back and fix that. But like, just as a listening experience, um, it is something it's familiar to fans of malls. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get what you expect from a malls album but you're going to get a lot more because it's, it's again, it's bringing live show malls. It's bringing a more relaxed malls. It's malls, you know, actually having fun. And hopefully you can audibly hear the fun we're having in the studio. And it's a, a, and it's, you know, technically it's a bash album too. Yes, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Two thirds. Yeah, man. So, and and in fact, the the malls was saying he listens to it all the time. Like, there's a song the the song that has me and malls and Sice on it. Whew. I I listen to that probably every day at least once on the way to work. It might be. <laughs> it's it, one of the dumbest so far I've ever made. So far, it is to me the best Bash Brothers song. We have another mm-hmm. one that we have another one in the chamber. That's going yeah. on the Bash album, but that's yeah. that's way 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 down the line. But as yeah. far as like you know what's either already out or soon to be coming out, to me it's the best Bash Brothers song. It, at yeah. least it's that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. very best, man. Yeah, y'all know that's saying y'all know that's saying a lot though, right? Because y'all have yeah. done some y'all have done some incredible shit already. So I mean, I mean the the Bash Brothers project was a to, in my book it was a huge success. The the response that we got. You know, not just for the concept, but for the actual music itself yes. was incredible. And I can say this with with all confidence that this song, um, which I think Sharp and I decided it is definitely going to be a future single. So we mm-hmm. are gonna we're even when the album's out, we're still gonna release. I'm you know still gonna release singles. No doubt, um, it, it's something that people are gonna love. Bro, I don't doubt that, especially with the, the great minds that are in, involved in the process. Sharp, I wasn't playing what I said online, brother. I, I definitely need to do some work with you. I can't believe we've known each other this long and ain't done no work. 
Yeah. Malls, I'm going to need you to return the favor. I know you had me on Hustler Coach. I know you did a verse that, that would have been on the beat that I, that I did for our spits for Om. I lost all those verses that got sent to me. Every hey, man. A few to crash and I lost everything. But, um, no, hey, I got you. I think we, we did another joint. I think for, um, I want to say it was for, for um, was it for FAMU? Yes, we were on the FAMU joint more recently. Yeah. But yeah. I, I can't remember if he's still going by Van Guns or if he's just going by his, his oh, name, yeah. Case. I think we did a joint for Case. We did. We did. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, so listen, we got some working, joints, but but yeah, we, we definitely need another another I'm joint. Working, I'm working on an album with drugs right now. So I'm I'm, I'm here to put it in the air. I need I need Sharp and Malls on this on, on this drugs project. So hey, show, show me where to rap. Yeah. I got you, family. I got you. I get it over. So I'm still whittling the beats down right now, but I, 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 I'll have something for you soon. I got you yes, covered, sir. man. Love tell the people where they can, uh, where they can find y'all online, yo. Go ahead, man. Uh, yo, at Malls on Twitter is where you're gonna find me most. Um, M A L L Z on Instagram at Malzini M A L L Z I N I. And if you gotta follow me on Facebook, it's the same thing as Instagram at Malzini. Uh, but honestly, if you follow me on Facebook, you're just going to see what I post on Instagram. So you might as well just follow me on Instagram. I feel that. Fuck Facebook. <laughs> I, do, I do have a TikTok. It's not much on it. Um, that's also at Malzini, M-A-L-L-Z-I-N-I. Um, I'm trying to get more content to put on TikTok, you know what I'm saying, for y'all. It's going to be, I've, I've already put out a couple of behind the scenes joints because, you know, I've been... I don't know if Sharp is probably fucking fed up seeing my goddamn phone in landscape mode, but I've been recording a lot of the sessions <laughs> and, and making this album. Um, and we are definitely, just like we did with Bash Brothers, just like I did with um, Famous Last Words, shout out Joe's Beats, uh, we are definitely going to break down the songs and, and give you some more of the science behind it. Like, I'm trying to give people a full experience here. So that's where you can find me online at Malls on Twitter, at Malzini on Instagram. Sharp Cuts. All right. So Sharp Cuts on Facebook, um, Sharp Cuts Official on Instagram. And I don't really be on Twitter, but Sharp MC919, I think it is. Yeah, that's how much I'm on. That's how much I'm on there. Yeah, I, think that's uh, good. I really just retweet shit Maul says. Yeah, basically, Maul's Twitter is live though, man. Maul has a very active Twitter, and it's not. Hey, just man, look, man, I'm a Twitter What's veteran. I've been, I, I've been on Twitter. Twitter. I've been on Twitter since like oh six, oh seven. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you a long standing Twitter user. Okay. Yes, sir, man. You're like, I was scared of Twitter for a while. I was like, man, I can't say what I want to say in that many characters. Fuck Twitter. But then, then I realized I don't really want to say that much to y'all know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all so already heard it. Y'all heard it here first. A subtle reminder coming mid-April. Come yes. again right now. Make sure y'all support these brothers. Maul, Sharp Cuts, thank y'all so much for being on, man. Thank I appreciate you, brother. you, brother. Thank and you for thank having us. More importantly, thank y'all for keeping North Carolina hip-hop on point. I, I love yeah. it, man. Absolutely. Hey, y'all know what time it is, man. Panther Politics. Y'all locked in with us. We the illest, the fastest growing podcast for indie hip-hop. Y'all make sure y'all continue to support the way. Follow us wherever you want to follow us. Shout out to our sponsor, Pretty Kings. I'll catch y'all on the flip side, y'all. One. Peace.